A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard. Happy Valentine's Day or happy Single Awareness Day, whichever it is you're celebrating today. Um, I am joined as always by Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? How are you? Aware of my singleness, but not SAD sad. <laughs> God is good. His spirit lives in me. I've overcome the grave, victorious in Christ Jesus. What is there to be sad about people? Amen. Amen. <laughs> and for those of you who are looking at your calendars thinking, it's not Valentine's Day. Yes, we're recording this early. Get over yourselves. <laughs> Yes, we can't post it on Tuesdays, but we can record it on Tuesdays. <laughs> Behind the curtain. <laughs> so if you have your Tuesday afternoons open too, you can join us. <laughs> uh, from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. <laughs> or here, here's better yet. If you have a complaint with, with us, don't send an email. At two at from double to Cleveland at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were about to invite them to complain. And I was just about to say, just at Logan. Just at Logan. <laughs> he does not speak for me. <laughs> I'm going to assume your silence means you are happy with how this is going. <laughs> shade, shade. <laughs> or as one of my colleagues like to say, slay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, what we're going to do today on the podcast is we are going to give you, Brandon's going to give us a little bit of history about Valentine the man. That's it. Um, we're going to do some Mad Libs, which is not, we're not, we're not going to talk about angry liberals. We're going to <laughs> <laughs> People write their hate mail complaining about how often I go out politics. People, it's Logan. All it's I Logan. do is just fence off him. <laughs> And then we're going uh -huh. to we're going to draw the beloved of Sam of Solomon. He he wrote about what she looked like, and we're going to try and copy <laughs> what she looks like. And last but not least, we will get to Zephaniah three seventeen. So that's the agenda for today. Um, I'll turn it over to Brendan as he will get us started and on our way today. Awesome sauce, cheers, bro. Um, yes, so. For those of you watching the YouTube version who think I might be looking a little bit sickly, no, but this just happens to be the first episode in 71, sorry, 72 episodes actually, where my hair isn't just like full of hair products. This is what it looks like when I actually wake up, people. <laughs> Usually I don't leave the house without like, you know, half a jar of wax. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, Valentine the man. Uh, contrary to what Logan thought earlier, the original Valentine was actually not Solomon. There actually is a man called Valentine. <laughs> I told him earlier, hey, let's talk about Valentine. And he just sent me that with this random spiel and picture of Solomon. I was like, what is this crack? <laughs> I'm like, not a metaphor, not a metaphor. <laughs> Nor is St. Valentine Irish. That's one that someone came up to me with today. And I thought... Okay, I know that I go on as though like Ireland's the best country that's ever existed, but we didn't invent everything, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, in about 270 AD, in the time of the Roman Empire, the emperor was Claudius. 
Now, there were a few Emperor Claudiuses, so historians call this one Claudius the Cruel. As with most emperors, he was a wild one for expansion and colonialism. And what do you need to invade a country? A big army. That was something he did not have. Uh, uptick in the army was uh, lessening. And Claudius said, I know what it is. It's those men getting married, having wives and having children. That's what's stopping them from joining the army. Whether or not that's true, that's what he, the party line was, shall we say. So Claudius then abolished every engagement that had been made and had not yet been fulfilled, um, as well as every um, possibility for marriage. He literally created a marriage ban. We see in the world today, because there's nothing new under the sun, that the enemy is massively attacking marriage as the Lord ordained it. And uh, the first week of creation, day six, when he created man, woman, and marriage. Um, but even back then, he was trying to actually stop marriage taking place at all, the, the union. So a priest in Rome, or a minister named Valentine, um, decided that he would go against the wishes and rules of the empire, and he would marry people in secret, officiate their weddings, particularly for persecuted Christians, and just wedded so many couples in the eyes of God so that they could live out their purpose in Christ and to be one flesh. And eventually he was discovered. Um, he was arrested by the authorities and they flogged him um, cruelly with clubs, just beat him to near death. Then they locked him in prison and after that they beheaded him. But the story goes that while he was in prison, um, he'd actually befriended the jailer's daughter. And he wrote her a letter, signed, yours, Valentine. And uh, for that reason, when you write letters, you know, whether it's or cards, you know, whether it's to your parents or your lovers or, um, you know, a, a potential suitor you got your eyes on, what you're actually doing is echoing the sentiment um, of that letter. And when you say, you know, happy Valentine's Day, you're actually declaring a blessing over someone um, for a Christian who gave his life um, fighting for traditional, God-acknowledged, uh, heaven-recognized marriage um, at a time when the Roman Empire were trying to stamp it out. So um, just know that there's nothing new under the sun and the... The present's called the past to account. And in everything that you do, it's built on, on a legacy um, that our forefathers and ancestors helped establish. So uh, hopefully this day next year, and you'll appreciate Valentine's Day. You know, it's something more that just goes beyond the roses and the chocolates, but actually the day of great celebration, acknowledging a man who employed a lot of courage at a time it was very dangerous to do so and paid for that courage with his life. Amen. All right, Broski. 
Back to you. All right. So uh, to the comedic part, because <laughs> we make that comedic, but. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that, you know, tragic history wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> Don't marry people. You will be beheaded. But anyway, <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> So, uh, for those of you who don't know what Mad Libs are, Mad Libs is, I'm going to ask for Brendan for specific nouns, adverbs, people's names. I'm going to fill it in here on this uh, little sheet I have, and uh, Brendan's going to, we're going to, I'm going to read it all out, and it will be create a story or a letter or something that has to do with Valentine's Day. So, that is what this is. We'll, let's just get right into it. So, the first one, Brendan, I need somebody's name. I Barry somebody. Andrew. Barry Andrew? Yep. Okay. My natural baby brother. I saved him from a life of being called Martin Marritt or Tony Marritt. <laughs> I looked at Alien and I said, Barry Andrew, and that's on his birth certificate now. You're welcome, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two, I need a noun. Horses. <laughs> Someone mentioned horses earlier today, so they're on my mind. Freudian slip. All right. Um, next, I need another noun. Bunny rabbits. Although bunnies might be a dangerous animal to reference, and I, and I love the story. All uh, right, number four, I need an adjective. Mediocre. Just tell me if you need me to spell it for you. Uh, I know what you said. That <laughs> <laughs> sounded it out. It's probably no, That's fine. Uh, all right, I need a noun. It was an okay. A noun. Yeah, a noun. Mug. At just M-U-G. Yep. In honor of the mug I've got beside me, in which my name is spelt incorrectly. And for that reason, I love it all the more. That's not what he said when I sent packages to him. <laughs> it's not what I said when he sent me packages. I said, for goodness sakes, you see my name on the screen every week. What's wrong with you? You're supposed to be my best friend. <laughs> but his favorite mug is misspelled, so I, I call... I it was call my grandmother... She did my grandmother 15 years and she just didn't even know my name. But she tried. She tried. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I need a verb this time. Oh, I love verbs. Fighting. Well, does it does the tense matter? Um, or the bare infinitive. Okay, just fight. That's what yeah, saying. probably just fight. I, okay. I, yeah, I think it would say otherwise. All right, number seven. I need a noun again. Oh, so many nouns. There's going to be a lot of nouns here. Hotel. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I need another noun. Football. Okay. And that's soccer, um, people, not American football. <laughs> Next, I need an adjective. Sleepy. Okay. Uh, I need a noun. Ugh. Milk. <laughs> okay. Uh, number... I think I'm on number 11. Yep. I need a verb. Crawl. 
number 12, I need a noun. Alligator. Okay, and then I need a verb. Sneeze. Okay, um, I need a noun. Cross. Because this is a Christian channel. <laughs> okay. Uh, number 15, need a noun. Sword. Okay, another noun. Wizard. Right, uh, verb. Kill. Okay, and then I need a verb with ing. Oh, the gerund. Um, licking. Okay, that is it. So now I have your your Mad Lib ready to read. Okay, so this is, <laughs> I'm worried. This is, a, this is a love letter to his younger brother. But <laughs> it shows in a woman's name, okay. <laughs> Alright. Dear Barry Andrew, you are more beautiful than horses. Bunnies on the ocean, you are more mediocre than the lush mug on a mountain. You fight brighter than the hotel in the country football. Oh, that's true. You are more sleepy than any song that was ever sung. I had not seen what the real milk of beauty was until I found you. Without you, I do not exist. I need you and you alone to crawl the storms of life. You are such a perfect alligator for me. I could barely sneeze someone better than you. You are the source of my cross, the center of my sword, and the whole of my wizard. Every day and night, my mind is filled with, with killing of you. I'll never finish licking in love with you. <laughs> for I can confirm that with the exception of me, three of those things, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Licking and killing being two of those three things. <laughs> and there was another one. <laughs> I should have thought that at work today. <laughs> I should have thought that at work today. That would have killed Look for Brendan to get back at me during St. Patrick's Day. He'll give me a St. Patrick's Day Mad Libs. It's a great idea, actually. Just as, as hilarious as this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, well done. That's good. That's good. I like that. <laughs> All right. So now we are going to attempt to draw. Um, so this will this will work very well on, on YouTube. Unfortunately, for those of you listening to the podcast, it won't work as well can probably skip this bit or listen to us go hmm ha all the time um, <laughs> scribble 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 scribble, 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 scribble. <laughs> maybe i'll just cut out the whole part that this is because there won't be anything entertaining about it but <laughs> we'll try it um so in verse four uh, chapter four of song um, of songs song of, song of songs song of solomon's with depending on what yours says um he gives some uh, some like verses on what she looks like or what he thinks she looks like and, and so such. So we'll go through them. I'll read them off. And as we go, we'll try to draw them and make it look as somewhat of a human as possible. So, <clears throat> behold, you are fair, my love. Behold, you are fair. You have dove eyes behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats going down from Mount of Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of shorn sheep, which have come up from the washing. Every one which bears twins and none is 
barren among them. Your lips are like a strand of scarlet, and your mouth is lovely. Your temples behind your veil are like pieces of pomegranate. Your neck is like the Tower of David, built for an armory, on which hang a thousand bucklers, all shields of mighty men. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twin towers of a gazelle, which feed among the lilies. So there we go. We'll have to draw that. <laughs> okay. Let's take a bad boy. All right. So here we go. Let me see if I can. Hopefully you can see it on both. If you can see it much better on the recorded video. But we've got a lady. She's got her goat hair. She's got a pomegranate up here. She's got a little bird. <laughs> As her eye, she's got a weird nose, her lips, they're dripping honey, and there's a little guy who's collecting honey and milk. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Her neck of tower, the two deer down here. <laughs> what do the deer represent, Logan? <laughs> uh, my video is completely dead, but... Who knows? Um, <laughs> uh deer represent her breasts <gasps> you just used the b word oh my goodness fire him get canceled <laughs> canceled by the christian community anyway i i am very excited to see brendan's <laughs> okay this is my beautiful beloved oh Solomon. oh my goodness what is going on <laughs> so here we've got the goats that are her hair She's got tomatoes as her <laughs> I, got, I kind of found that it was easy to draw the goat standing on two legs. Um, actually, they're pomegranates. Pomegranates for her temples. Oh, okay. I don't know what pomegranates look like, so I just drew orange slices. Her eyes are doves. Her lips are a ribbon. And honey drops from them. But there's milk under her mouth. That just means there's milk on her chin, people. She's a very messy eater. Her teeth are sheep. And each one has a twin. So, bah, one, bah, two. Yep. Her neck is the Tower of David. And shields hang from it with the Star of David. Mm. And then, yes, her breasts are fawns. Um, who graze among the lilies. So I've got some flowers as well for them to hide in and possibly eat whatever they do with the lilies. And that is my beautiful beloved of Solomon. <laughs> if you were making a horror movie, people, I think this would be like the perfect villainess or monster. <laughs> yeah. I think she'll spoil this. Yours looks extremely like a villain. Mine at least looks less somewhat human. <laughs> I love the way he's trying to pretend his is better than mine. It isn't. We all know the truth. Uh, for those of you watching the YouTube video, comment below who you thought was better. You can go massage that ego somewhere else, okay? <laughs> I want to see a bunch of comments saying Logan's was better. Yes. <laughs> I want to see a bunch of comments with the truth. I'll leave it Which there. Logan's better. <laughs> <laughs> Much as I hate the phrase, that's your truth. <laughs> anyway, guys, it's time to get into our Bible time, so I'll I'll give it over to Brendan and uh, get into God's Word. 
Okay, guys, please turn to one of the lesser-known prophet's books, Zephaniah. Some of you are probably thinking, who? I know, I know. You probably never heard a single pastor preaching him. Zephaniah. Have a little look-see. He is there in the Old Testament, towards the end. And uh, look at chapter 3, verse 17. It says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. So this is a prophecy that came to God's people, national Israel, uh, in the days of the Old Testament. But I believe the sentiment is still so true for us today. We are going through very turbulent times in world history. It has been awful for many of our brothers and sisters around the world, especially in Islamic countries, Buddhist countries, and Hindi countries. Um, but by and large, those in the West have often been protected by the acknowledgement of our rights. We're kind of starting to see those quickly eroding, or at least attempts to erode them and erase the body of Christ once and for all in our time. But I just want you to know God hasn't abandoned you. He is still for you. He's still on your side. His Holy Spirit lives within you. And you have everything it takes to see this season through and to emerge from it strong powerful and authoritative and mighty in your God. So the Lord, your God, is with you. You know, when Jesus came to the earth, they called him Emmanuel. That's what Gabriel called him to Mary. And that means God is with us. So the Lord, your God, is with you. Jesus is with you. His spirit lives within you. So that's why you're a new creation and how you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He's strengthening you from the inside out, friends. The mighty warrior who saves. If you look through the Bible, you'll see many mighty warriors, those who fought on God's side and those who opposed him. But let me tell you, none of them are mightier than the King and the Lord Jesus. He fights our battles. In some respects, he fights through us. There are some battles he's called us to fight and he empowers us to do so. And know that the battle is already won because your victory is in him. Death has lost its sting, the grave its power. He will take great delight in you. Maybe your parents, your grandparents, or uncle dance, teachers, friends, don't delight in you. But isn't it so encouraging to know that God Almighty does? That in heaven you're always on his mind, and when he thinks of you, he smiles. You are his obsession. You are his addiction. You are his desire. If you had been the only person who had ever lived, but had fallen into sin, Jesus would have died to buy you back. You know, Jesus was once asked about the kingdom of God, and he responded, it's like a farmer buying a whole field just so we can find treasure. Friend, you are that treasure. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you. You're not an enemy of God. 
even if you've messed up recently, or given it to temptation, or perverted desire, the desires of the deceitful heart, not the ones the Lord's put there, know that he is on the cross. Yes, he despises evil, but he loves you. He loves his kids. He has signed your adoption papers in heaven with the blood of Jesus Christ. He is not tearing them up. So don't step out of his grace. Abide in that grace. Abide in the grace you've already received. And he rejoices over you at singing. Have you ever thought of God actually singing over you? That he has a unique song for every person who's ever lived. Maybe even more than one song. Mm. And when you're on his mind, and you are never not on his mind, you have never not been on his mind. He sings a song of love, of tenderness, of joy, of peace, of who you really are, your real in Christ identity, of the plans he has for you, of the stages of your development when you're just a itsy bitsy spirit and a tiny dot of flesh to where you are now and where you're going singing songs over you of all the things he has planned for you on the earth in heaven in the new created earth the love of god is a very powerful thing it is tangible it is potent it is the reason reality exists god jesus and holy spirit could very contentedly have just lived on their lonesome but he wanted the opportunity to be chosen by you in the expectation and hope that you would choose him. And that's why he created everything that is. So abide in that revelation today. Trust that the word means what it says, that he adores you and he's for you. And that this week, because I know you're listening to it a few days later, God is saying to you, Happy Valentine's Day, my son or daughter. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Broski, go encourage God's kids. Uh, yeah, I just want to add a tiny bit to what, what Brendan said. I, I really like verse 17, how it talks about God is with us. He's in our midst. Um, too often, you know, a lot of different other cultures will tell you that you have to do a rain dance for God to show up. You got to do something wild and God will show up. Um, I immediately think of the story of Elijah telling them, hey, we'll, we'll have this competition where we'll have fire come down from heaven. And Who is your God sleeping? Is he, is he like napping? Is that why the fire hasn't come down? Um, but God is in our midst. He's always with us. He, he's there, um, omnipresent, uh, always with us. And he's in our midst. Um, and not only is he that, so that's, that's a cool thing. You build on top of that saying that he's going to save us. And he does. He, he did. He came, died on the cross for us. He saved us from eternal death, eternal punishment. Um, you know, we all mess up every day. We sin. And so even when we mess up just one time, we deserve our death. We deserve it right there and in there. But because he died for us and gave his life for us, he saved us from the punishment we deserve. So he saves us. Um, then he not only that, so that's kind of cool. That's like pretty sweet. Why would you die and save people? But then on top of that, he rejoices over us with gladness. So he's excited about it. He's not just like, well, I have to save these people. They're just so pathetic. 
He's like <laughs> excited. He's excited to see us. He's excited to be with us. He's excited to um, the joys that we have and gladness that we have. He is so, even more excited about that and the stuff that is going on in our lives and what we're doing and what's going through through us and for us. He he's excited when when our names come up in in his thought processes or his conversations. He's excited about that stuff. Um, he will quiet us with his love. We're going to be like, oh, there's so many things, Lord, you could have done this or you could have fixed this or man, why did you, why did you do this for me? Or why did this, this stupid thing happen in my life? Or why did you take that person for out of my life? And God will quiet us because he's going to say, I love you. I did this for what was best for you. And even when we don't see it, um, he's doing that. Uh, there's a story I remember hearing of this guy who is like, well, Lord, why did you let my car not start? And why did you make me late to work? And why did you do all this? And every single step, God answered him and said, because you were going to die in an accident if you didn't, if your car started that morning. And if you showed up at work on time, there were a bunch of people talking about um, getting you fired and taken out of, of work. And I defended you. So you didn't have to hear that and didn't have to worry the whole day about whether you were going to lose your job or not. Um, and so all these these little things that we don't see, God is doing behind the scenes and will prove to us one day when we get to see him. Um, and lastly, he's going to rejoice over us with singing. So not only is he excited about us and gets excited, but he sings and is enjoying the song that we are. Um, so you think of all the great love stories or love songs or all the great songs, your favorite song. Like God has that and feels that way towards us and does it with an overflowing heart of song, um, which is an awesome thing. So yeah, as you, as we think about Valentine's day, as you think about love in general, there is nobody who will love you more than God does. Um, Amen. There's not a person on this, this earth that can match that. And so embrace it, enjoy it, um, live in it, love it uh, every minute of it. Mm. so as we uh close up i'll close this quickly in a word of prayer lord just thank thankful so much for um everything you do for us everything you are that you're with us that you care for us that you love us that you're excited about us that uh, you quiet us with your love lord we can't even fathom how much you love us and too often we think that you don't but you do you love us more than anyone ever could so help us to remember that help us to embrace it help us to believe it's true today and give us a good rest of this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining, everyone. We will see you next time. Have a great week. Bye, friends. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>